Hey, it's Chris Jones, co-host of the Jones Zone podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. When it concludes, do us a favor and leave a review. Leaving a review is the fastest way to grow our audience, and we want to make sure we share this podcast with the most people possible. Also, for anyone that doesn't know, Brian and I own the Jones Zone real estate team. So if you're looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest in residential real estate in the Charlotte, Fort Mill, Rock Hill, York County area, hit us up. Call or text 803-810-2230. Lastly, not only do we use this podcast as a way to help promote local business owners and entrepreneurs, but Brian and I also own Jones Zone Marketing. If you're a small or medium-sized business looking for a way to generate more leads or looking to spruce up your marketing with videos, landing pages, sales funnels, membership sites, or more, hit us up at jonesonemarketing.club, C-L-U-B. All right, enjoy the show. It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Seven, six, five, four, three. That's a really long countdown. Two, two and a half. Oh, geez. Two and three quarters. Two and a centimeter. And a centimeter? I don't know. I just, why did I say centimeter? That's the wrong metric. Of, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's up, Corinne? What? Welcome to the Zona de la Jones, the Jones Zone podcast. How are you doing today? No Chris today. Flying solo. And uh, man, I'm excited. The Jones de la what? Zona de la Jones. Okay. I think that's the Jones Zone in Spanish. I'm not quite sure. Okay. It sounds, right. like, it, sounds like it would de be. De la Jones. De la Jones. Okay, got you. So we are here today with Coach Lamont. Yeah, you may have seen him on the WBTV's Morning Break. Mm-hmm. He ha- he's actually uh, has a coaching company, Lee yeah. James Omni Living, and he is a leader in motivation, inspiration, wellness, and transformative coaching, creating programs and products for personal and professional development. He is highly trained and professional strategist coach and develops integrated service solutions for personal and professional growth. Coach. Man, that was a lot. Man. It was. Man. I, yeah. Welcome to the Jones Zone, my man. man. How are is, you? It is a pleasure to be here, brother. It is. So that was a very quick, brief introduction. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, what led you to coaching, and uh, all that good stuff. Well, it started back in the second grade in Detroit, Michigan, where a little old black boy <laughs> had a dream. No, um, I, I, I've always had the desire to um, see people transform and uh, to see people's life change, to see people come into what they were created to, to do, to see them evolve, to see them uh, come into a place in their lives where they're living out their purpose. And, and I believe in many cases that many of us, we wander through life and we're trying to figure out why am I here? Why am I on this, this, this blue marble, third from the sun? You know, what is my purpose here? And, and the question, and, and the answer to that question is, wherever your passions lie, that's where your purpose will be found. And that is what I believe God has called me to do, is to help people to realize where their passions lie so that their purpose can be uncovered. And once something is uncovered, it's then discovered. And once it's discovered, then you step into it and it becomes the fullness of so, so how do you help people discover their passions? Do you just ask them a series of questions? Do you kind of coach them through it? And, and it's a series of questions. And at the same time, too, is helping them to, 
to unfold their lives. You know, we, we've all experienced something in our lives that has transformed us or made us the people that we are. Um, and, and locked within the nuggets of our experiences is also the very essence of why we exist and where our passions lie. Um, let's say a person always has this desire to, to help people uh, and, and they, they, they desire to see people grow, okay? So from there, we look at that and we say, well, okay, so you have a desire to help someone, you have a desire to see people grow. Now, how can your experience experiences tie into that? And let's say that person has an experience where they were addicted to drugs for, for many years, or uh, they were homeless. So, so then now their, their service is connected to their experiences. And once service and experience merge together, that's where passion is birthed out of. Mm -hmm. So now their service is, I want to help people and I want to help people grow. That's how I'll serve. And then their experiences are, I was once homeless. So now what do you do? You help people who may be in that homeless situation in that community. So it, it is about forming, serving, and experience, bringing those two together to develop the, the life that you've been creating. Right, to, and to. If, you, if you think about it, it's always better when people go through that because it helps mm -hmm. develop that empathy that otherwise, you know, if you, if you were once homeless and now you have this calling to help people who are homeless. Well, if, you, if you've never been homeless, you may not have the same perspective as someone who has been homeless trying to help others. Mm -hmm. So it's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. I really like what you said there because, you know, it's, it, it, you have that empathy. Yeah, I mean, and it's coming from someone who was. I've been homeless twice in my life. Really? Once when I was um, 16 and once when I was in my 40s, which was about three Three and a half years ago, my family and I were homeless. Wow. Uh, and it was it was something uh, around that period of time because we had just moved um, to Charlotte uh, from New England. And yes, I'm a Patriot fan. Hey, um, one second real fast. You're a Patriot fan? Give me some <laughs> You love. are? I love Tom Brady, man. Oh, come on, man. This is going to be a great how, show, ladies like, and gentlemen. Like, I'm really, I'm interested <laughs> in people who, who are Tom Brady haters. It's fascinating to me. How can you be... A hater of somebody who is like you know the, this the, it's just jealousy. this is this is the thing and then we'll get back to my yeah. experience yeah totally but really quick my my thing on Tom Brady is this is that you have a man who was overlooked the majority of his life mm -hmm. when he was in high school when he was in college and even when he was in the pro draft he was overlooked mm -hmm. I mean he, he 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 eventually got to a team um, that planned on cutting him. Mm -hmm. That was the plan. They planned on cutting him because they, they didn't keep more than two quarterbacks, and he was the third-string quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, but he worked hard, and he said to Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, he told him, he said, um, you know, I'm Tom Brady, and I'm the best decision that this organization I remember, I read, yep. has ever made. Yeah. And he has lived up to that every year, I mean, that he plays. And at the same time, it is okay Whoever is listening right now, it is okay to live your life with a chip on your shoulder uh, because as long as you live your life remembering where you once were and when those haters told you that you couldn't advance and you couldn't do something, you allow those words, those bricks that were thrown, build a house with it. Those bricks that were thrown, lay a path with it and, and, and then become the best version of what they thought that you couldn't be. 
Uh, and that's what Tom Brady does. Coach is coming yeah, out. That's why. That's coach why is coming out, spitting that fire. You know. Okay, yeah. so we moved here um, in in the summer of 2012. Okay, it was hot as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, when we got here, we came here with a vision and a dream that we wanted to do. So, what brought you down here? Sorry to interrupt, but what brought, what brought, what why'd you leave New England? Honestly, we up to this moment and up to this day still don't know. Okay. Um, we, we believe that we were led by God to come here. I mean, if we're going to be, you know, honest, um, we, we literally, it was off of a whim, you know, um, I was walking in a Walmart parking lot and, um, my wife said, you want to move? I said, yes. And she said, she said, where? I said, North Carolina. And she said, where in North Carolina? I said, Charlotte. And a month later, we actually drove here and we spied out the land and we knew this was actually in the summer of, um, 2011. And we spied out the land. We felt this is where we wanted to be. And a year later, moved here. So we came with vision. We came with dream. We came with excitement. We came motivated. We came inspired. But when we were here for six months, we became broke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the dream that I was working on and what I thought that we would able be able to accomplish um, it, it seemed as if it became uh, too far for me to grasp hold of. Uh, and we ended up losing everything. We were homeless for about 10 months. Um, and this happened March 13th of 2013. What is, what is ironic about that is um, a week later, March 23rd, I debuted on Saturday morning on WBTV. So here I am looking in the camera on Saturday mornings and I'm saying, hey, you can do it. You can get out there. You can make anything incredible happen in your life. Just wake up and, and get out there and get started. But what people didn't know is that when I was done, I was going to a hotel because that's where I was living. So part of me in that season felt very hypocritical um, because I was telling people what was possible, but it seemed in my own life I wasn't living what was possible. But what I experienced is that what I was moving towards was the possible mm. and what I was moving towards was the fulfillment of a great promise that I saw when I was younger that I knew that I wanted to be on television I knew that my voice would be able to 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 um, be carried on an antenna to reach households all across the land and that's what I held on to as a nine ten year old little boy who had a vision that one day he would have his own talk show mm. and and still every day moving towards that so um, being homeless opened up my eyes because nothing can nothing can get your attention than lack. When you when you're in a place of lack in your life and you don't have anything, you're forced to look inwardly and say, "Well, what did I do to contribute to that? Mm. And what can I do to change it?" See, the thing is, is that is that your faults and your and your blessings live in the same place. It depends on which one you lean on on a daily basis. So I can lean on my faults and I can criticize myself every single day for things that I don't have. Or I can lean on my blessings and say that I've been blessed with a talent, so now I have to utilize this mm -hmm. thing to become great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like your, your future is not in front of you, your future is within you. Mm. But the unfortunate thing about your future being within you is that it's tucked away next to your present and your past as well. And your past is the loudest voice at times because your past wants to continue to be alive in your life. Mm. Your past wants to continue to remind you of what you didn't do, what you should have done different. 
your present is just gravitating towards whichever you gravitate towards towards. And what mm -hmm. that means is this, is that my present is either going to focus on my past if I spend the most time there, or my present is going to focus on my future if I spend the most time there. Mm -hmm. So whoever is listening, be future-minded, not past-minded, because your past has already experienced you. Your future is awaiting you. So if as long as you become future-minded, you're going to get to where you were. And that's what that was my thinking when we were homeless. Okay, that's what I, I asked you about future, that. So I gotta be future-minded. So people who are going presently in the moment, who are struggling financially, who are going through some things at the present moment, who want to improve their future, what would you say to them? The encouragement. What would you what would you say to them? How could they be future-minded as opposed to past-minded? What are some practical tips and strategies that you, they could implement? You know, if I could go back in time, the one lesson that I would have I would have said to myself is Lamont, enjoy the struggle. Enjoy the struggle. Enjoy the struggle. Because it is in the struggle that you learn the the, the greatest lessons. It's in the struggle that you learn who you are. You learn what you're capable of doing. You learn what 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 is what is most powerful for your life. Um, and, and that's what I would say right there. Regardless of where you are, if you look at what you don't have and it eats you up every single day, and you're at a point in your life where you're saying, "I, I can't continue on this path," the struggle is 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 speaking to you, and the struggle is helping you to identify that a change is needed. Mm -hmm. And, and then it's a change of perspective. What are you doing now that you haven't, that, that you should be doing? Or even, um, all right, let me say this. Frustration, frustration is the greatest tool that God ever gave us. Because frustration, uh, so many of us, we, we experience frustration and we say to ourselves, we, we say, you know, I'm frustrated and it seems as if life is not getting any better for me. Or you can change the perspective and change the way that you see frustration by saying, I'm frustrated and I'm glad because it's causing me to reevaluate what I'm doing and where I'm going. Mm. So many of you that may be watching, you're going through a struggle. You're frustrated. You're saying to yourself, "Is it, it's, when will anything good, when will anything good manifest for me? You know what's manifesting for you right now? The idea that you are struggling, that you're frustrated, and you know that a change is needed. Mm -hmm. And that's where any great idea is birthed out of. Great ideas don't always stem when you're in a, in, in a great condition. Mm -hmm. Great ideas, anyone, anyone who, who has created a tech business or any business, they birthed their business based off of a frustration that they saw in the marketplace of what was not being met. Mm -hmm. So frustration is the fuel to action. Frustration could be a good thing. Frustration is the best thing. Yeah. Because it causes you to evaluate and it causes you to say to yourself, I know that better is out there. Mm -hmm. I just have to find it and achieve it. Embrace the struggle. Embrace the struggle. Uh, if, if I could go back, man, that's what I would do. I think I got, I got caught up. Because I had the responsibilities of being a father and a husband, and, and, and I was more concentrated on how to get us out of this. But it took me a long time to learn the lessons. And after I learned the lesson, that's when everything changed. So I'm reading a book right now. It's called The Inner Matrix, mm -hmm. written by Joey Klein. And he says in this book, the most important relationship you have is not with your mother, it's not with your spouse, it's not with your children, it's with yourself. Mm-hmm. How you how you treat yourself manifests and into how you treat others and how you receive treatment from others. So many of us, man, if other people said 
to us what we say to ourselves, mm-hmm. you, you, you would want to punch them in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, so be cognizant of that, people. If you're, if, you're, if you're treating yourself, if you're telling yourself negative things, it manifests. You, how mm-hmm. can you grow? How can you go to a place of abundance when you're telling yourself that you're useless or that you know, you're, you're living in the past with past mistakes? So you know, it, it's something um, along that 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 line of thought is that the person that can never lie to you is also the same person that can always lie to you, and that's yourself. Mm. Um, you you know you better than you than anyone will ever know you, and as long as you know you, you know what you're capable of doing, and you also know what you can talk yourself out of doing. I always tell people this is that there is a you on the inside of you that is pushing for you, but there's also a you on the inside of you that is hindering you. So until you determine which you is better fitted for you to go into the future you, then you will just be stuck in you until you get to the point that the you that you want to be is the most valuable you that you can become. Y'all got to rewind that one. (laughs) I know. That was... But, But the thing is this. The thing is this is that you will never lie to you. And the reason you will never lie to you is because you know what you're capable of doing. What you will do is try to find any excuse on why you should not do what you're capable of doing. Mm. Um, so, so when I, you know, my, my greatest struggle, man, it's kind of warm in here. Right, man. You got that fancy suit yeah, on you know, and looking all like GQ. It's going to be a whole puddle of chocolate here in a few minutes. <laughs> but, you know, what, what I learned, man, along the lines is that um, I, I had to, you know, my greatest struggle was being committed to myself. And, and, and that was your and biggest struggle. That was my biggest struggle because I was the first one to give up on me. Mm. And, and I gave up on me because I knew how to give up on me. Was this recent? Was this when you were homeless? Oh, man, this is not, this is, this is what we experience, man, even during periods of success. Mm. It is easy for us to give up on ourselves at any time, man. I'm sorry, y'all, I'm not undressing here. You know, <laughs> I'm just getting a little comfortable. It's kind of warm in here. You got a brother sweat. <laughs> But like I'm Wakanda again, Melvin. But you know, it's it's easy for us to give up on ourselves, um, and and the reason why it's easy for us to give up on ourselves is because we're used to doing it. See, we are we are habits of habit, so it's easy for us to convert back to things that where we're comfortable. And if giving up is a comfortable nature for us, then that's the very thing that we will tend to do is to give up when things get tough, when things get rough. But it brings me right back to frustration. When you're experiencing frustration, frustration is that very thing that keeps you committed. Mm. Because you know, you know, my mother, my mother always says that, uh, she always says this this one phrase and she says, you know, uh, these times won't last always. And when you embrace that mindset that these times won't last always, you will be surprised at the things that you'll be able to accomplish. But you gotta first believe. You have to. You got to believe. So I learned to stop giving up on myself and to partner with myself. When I started to partner with myself, that's when I saw success. Wow. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, so let's talk about, you. How, how do you say this? Yusufi? Yuasafi. Yuasafi. Yeah. yeah. So, so how did you come up with that? So, you know, it was, it was cool. I'm going to be completely transparent and honest. I wanted to create something that made me seem cool as a, as a strategist and as a coach. <laughs> So, you know, we had we had these guys, you know, um, that that created uh, NLP mm-hmm. and then we had Tony oh, Robbins. Time out, time out, time out. People listening may not know what NLP is. Can you explain? Neuro-linguistic programming. Okay. 
um, is, is internal language on how we process information and how we live our lives. That's yep. the best way to do it, um, to, um, to, to explain it. Um, and, and then we had Tony Robbins who created everything and anything when it comes to motivation and, and, and truly helped us out. So Uosophy was me trying to explain why me does me. Um, and, and turning me into um, a, a science of understanding why I do the things that I do and why I get the results that I get. So Uosophy first concentrates on the spirit, soul, and body. And as it concentrates and focuses on the spirit, soul, and body, it helps us to identify exactly what it is that our, what, what the responsibilities of our spirit is, what the responsibilities of our soul is, and what the responsibilities of our body is. And in your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Those are the three characteristics and the three foundations of your soul. All right? And then in your spirit, that's where your laws live. Your laws. Um, your laws, your personal laws. Your personal values, yeah, laws. Your personal values, okay. your personal laws, or what you have accepted concerning your life. It's where your belief systems live. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, so you know, a lot of people, in, in debate, a lot of people will say, well, my belief systems, they must be associated um, with my mind. Because I believe, no, that's not. Your mind's responsibility is to create and to engage thought. Constant and thoughts, right? Constant thoughts, okay? Your spirit receives whatever your mind tells it. So then that's where your beliefs are. See, I don't have to use, I, my mind does not have to engage a belief if I already believe it. Because I don't have to think about something that I believe. I believe in God. I don't have to think about God because I believe in God. Because that belief system has been established in my spirit and it has become embraced in my spirit as a law. My law is, is that I believe God governs everything. So that's the law that I've accepted. That's the law that lives in my, in, in my spirit, and that's where it's housed. If you have a law based off of a personal experience that you have experienced, let's say that, okay, when I was between the ages of five and nine, I was sexually molested. For a long time, um, I had a law that said that I wasn't good enough um, because I didn't have a voice to stand up to my accuser nor did I have a voice to tell people what my accuser was doing. So that became a personal law that I wasn't good enough and I hid in that law. So that was a belief until my mind was engaged and I began to rethink my circumstances and then I began to take power over my life and then I was able to uproot a law and pass a new law that lives in my spirit. I know that that's a lot, and I'm sorry if I'm, no, if that's, I'm confusing it, people. Yeah. All right. So, so your 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 body is the place that that um, you carry out the 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 agenda of your mind. So when I think something, I carry out my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to determine what a person's thinking just by studying what they're doing every day. So you know where their mind lives. The struggle is this, is the struggle is the spirit and the body both war over the soul because they want to occupy your mind, your emotions, and, and your will. If I can, if, if, if the body says this, if, if, if there's a person that's struggling with weight, and, you know, I have my struggles all the time, you know, so. Sorry. Oh, I hear myself. Yeah, 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 there we go. <laughs> but, you know, so. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person, I'm, I'm a yo-yo. You know, I, I struggle. I struggle up and down. Sorry about that. No, you're good. I struggle up and down with my weight. All right. So, so when 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 I have that 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 moment of temptation, 
then what happens is, is that it is a place in my soul that permits me to be tempted in that area to be, to, to allow my body to be drawn away to do whatever it is. But then there is a belief that says that you don't have to do this because you've been able to control your weight. You've been able to have self-control. And then there is a belief that's associated with that belief that says, do you remember what your father went through health-wise because he continued in the lifestyle that you're now calling, calling a mistake? Mm. So then there's that inner struggle, that, that inner war, that tug of war that says, okay, this is, this is my body wanting to be drawn away to do something that I know that it shouldn't do. And here's my spirit reminding me of the good if I don't do it. And then the struggle lives in my soul. So the, the body and the spirit are after the soul. And I know that I'm rambling on right now. I apologize, y'all. Um, but you asked. Yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> but the mind, emotions... And, and um, the will are what your body and your spirit are after. So. Wow, that's great, man. Good stuff. So you mentioned Tony Robbins earlier. Yes. Have you uh, been to any, any of his events? I've never been to any of his events, man. Uh, um, and, and man, you got you to gotta actually you know, pitch a tent and, and sit there, man, because he's going to have you there mm-hmm. for a good 14, 15 hours. We but, talk about him on the podcast <laughs> probably like... Like every other episode, we love Tony Robbins. Have you uh, checked out his I'm Not, I'm Not Your Guru, the Netflix? Yes, I did watch that. I did watch that. Yeah. And it, it was so engaging because, and it's so motivating. Mm, to very. see someone like Tony Robbins, who has been in this game for over 30-something years, all right, and how, and and let's look at his story too, man. Somebody that, that, that came from not much of anything. Um, to Abusive the, mother. Abusive mother, mm-hmm. um, father that wasn't there, um, to then grow and become one of the greatest thought leaders. Because he will tell you all the time, if you call him a motivational speaker, he he'll like cuss that. you out. Yeah, yeah he don't I like mean, that. And he doesn't like that. He, he's, he's, he's a person that, um, that, that helps people to, to expand their thinking. And, and that's where life is lived, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right there. If you can, if you can win the war of your mind, you will win the war of life. And that's where it begins in the way that you think. And that's one of the things that I've learned from Tony um, is just the, 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 the power to believe that you can be an effective thinker, but also the warning that says that if you're not, the life that you get is the life that you thought. Mm. And, and that's, that's what I say about He that. makes a good point as well. It's like if you're trying to change your life, you, you cannot until you get to that point where... You have you consciously make a decision like you you say you say to yourself not again never ever again will I feel this way or never ever again will I do this to sabotage my future. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tony Robbins is great. Is there anyone else that you kind of study from, learn from, look up to? You know, and and these are these are spiritual teachers. Okay. Um, looking up to um, someone that ordained me many years ago, Bishop T D Jakes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and some of the things, but I, I think one of the most influential people that has ever um, spoken or what I've learned the most from is um, he's passed away several years ago. His name was um, Dr. Miles Monroe. Okay. And Dr. Miles Monroe, he was, um, he was a pastor, um, a motivational speaker, an author from the Bahamas um, who, who grew up um, in a family of, uh, I, I want to say he probably had about 11 siblings. And grew up poor, sleeping on the floor, 
um, to become one of the greatest thought leaders and one of the greatest um, spiritual leaders that of our generation and of our time. And his message is all about um, helping us to identify our purpose and potential here on earth. Mm. Um, to help us to identify the reason why we are the reason we are. <laughs> mm. um, to help us to identify that um, your responsibility was to be born, your next responsibility is to live. Uh, so, so with 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 those with those you know leaders that I've gleaned so much from, it's helped me to develop something like a Uosophy and something like um, a lot of the things that I have the opportunity to develop for for people, um, and and help people think, help people grow, uh, and and help people to evolve, and and that's what I think is the most important thing, is um, I believe in the power of evolution. All right. I don't believe in evolution the way that Darwin taught it. I believe in evolution that we go from we go from boys to to adolescents, from adolescents to teens, to teens to um, young adults, from adults to trying to figure it out. Uh, so so that is that is the path of evolution that I believe in. I believe that that the, the man that I am right now is not the, the man that I was three years ago. Um, because if I was the man that I was three years ago, I would have what I have right now, and I would have had it three years ago. So we evolve. We evolve. You know, um, you know. Apostle Paul says that when I was a child, I did childish things, but when I became a man, I did away with those things. So it is our responsibility to evolve, to not be stuck, to, to be willing to give ourselves the opportunity to change. And, and change is not a scary thing. It's a needed thing. How do you evolve? Uh, by changing, by giving yourself permission to change. Giving yourself permission to change. You know? And and a lot of people struggle with with change. They say to themselves, "I don't think that I'm. I don't think I'm able to change. I've been. This I'm not way good for, enough. Um, it's not even that. They they don't believe that change works for them, because they've been they've been stuck where they are for so long that they think that that's the best that it gets. Is that learned helplessness? It it is. It is. And, and for many people, you know, that struggle with change, one of the things that I love to, 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 to throw, throw to them is um, if, if, you, if you get in your car on Monday morning and you wear, let's say yesterday, yesterday, what's today, Tuesday? Today's Tuesday, yeah. Okay, yeah, I forget the days and weeks of the time. Okay, so if I wore the same outfit right now, yesterday, mm -hmm. all right? Um, and I drove the same the same route to work. I walked in the same door. I sat down and did the same thing. All right. To me, that's what day one is. Day two, I do the same thing. Wear the same suit, drive the same way to work, walk in the same door, sit at the same desk and pour the same cup of coffee. All right. To me, since I did the same thing, I did the same routine. It doesn't seem as if I've changed. But the thing is, is that the light that stopped me yesterday on my way to work was green today. Um, when I got into the parking lot and went through the gate, <laughs> there was a car that was in front of me. If you don't change, understand that the elements and the environment around you is changing. So I don't want something outside of me to outdo what I'm able and capable of doing. So if it can change, I too want to change. And I give myself permission to change. And at the same time, too, if I change, it's only growing me to become a better version mm. of what I'm capable of being. I can't be the best me if I'm not willing to coach myself and to learn 
the power of change so that I could be, become better tomorrow. How do you train your mindset? By focusing on what it is that you desire to become. You train your mindset by, by reinforcing thought that you don't want to reinforce. Okay. You know, when we, when we want to change and we know that change is needed, we don't always think thoughts of change. We struggle with that. If, if change was easy, everyone would change. If change was capable, I mean, if, if change was, was, was an easy thing, um, it would be an easy process for many of us. But you reinforce that thought. You, you do it on a daily basis, every single day. I know that I'm better than I was yesterday. I know that I'm capable of doing what I didn't do before. I know that I am better than what people said that I, that, that, that I wasn't. I know, and, that's how, and, and that is how you reinforce your mindset, is by reinforcing the way that you speak to yourself. Mm. So going back to Tony Robbins, he, 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 he would say, I listened to his, his uh, I think his personal power, one of his DVDs, but mm-hmm. he would go on a run when he was constructing this character, Tony Robbins. I am effing unstoppable. I am effing unstoppable. Yep. I am effing unstoppable until that until he became effing unstoppable. So it's That's like right. what you te- going back to what you said earlier, what you're telling yourself basically results in what you become. Is you know, that- you know, this is our greatest servants and they work for us. All right. And you don't even know that they're on your payroll, but they are. Um, you employ them, you give them something to do on a daily basis, uh, and they work very hard for you. And those are your words. Mm. So how words work is that when I open up my mouth, I send these soldiers out into the world, all right? Each word is a soldier with a responsibility to go to war for you and to bring back to you what it is that you've spoken. So every word that I speak is going into an atmosphere and it's warring, whether it be positive or negative, but it's going into an atmosphere to war on my behalf to bring back to me what it is that I've spoken. So if I, if I say to myself, I'll never be good enough, your words will war against you could be good enough. So they would actually go and they will fight every opportunity that can come into your life to make you better. They will war against that because your words, their primary, their primary responsibility is to defend you. And every word that is released is defending you, whether it be positive or negative. So if I say I'll never be good enough and I'll always be poor, any opportunity of wealth and prosperity that comes to you, they will fight against it because it wants to defend what you've spoken. So therefore, if you want to change the war, and if you want to change your environment and your atmosphere, it's important for you to change also the way that you talk. Law of attraction, what you put out the in the universe. Is, yeah. Oh, my baby is working. It's working all the time. Yeah. Because if I say something, I okay, you know what? I have five kids. I have five kids. And when I call their name, I expect them to come. All right? I put a command out there. And the command draws back to me what I've commanded. So my son, Cameron, I say, Cameron, come here. And you know what? He comes. He shows up. All right. So if I say poverty, come poverty, the word goes out and brings the command back. So then I'm living in poverty. I'll never be good enough. It goes out. It brings back to me every reason why I cannot be good enough. But if I change the game and I say I am wealthy, I am great. I'm the best version of me. Those words go out and they bring back to me everything that I've spoken. So opportunity is drawn back to me that make me prosperous. 
You know, when I say to myself, you know, Lamont, you are good looking. You are a good, fine black man. My words, don't, they don't even leave my mouth. <laughs> they say we don't need to go out because we already believe that. Mm, <laughs> <You know? yeah. laughs> no, but, but the thing is, man, is that whatever I'm speaking, my words, they work for me and they bring it back. So another lesson, watch what you say. Watch what you say. That reminds me, it's like there's this old proverb. I don't know who to uh, attribute this to, but... Uh, I pulled this up earlier. It's watch your thoughts for they become words. Watch, watch your words, words for they become actions. Watch, watch your actions for they become, become habits. Mm -hmm. Watch your habits for they become your character. Yep. And watch your character for it becomes your destiny. That's right. Oh, Margaret Thatcher. Yep. I, think, I think that's Margaret Thatcher who said that. And, I don't know. And, and it is so true. It is so true. I mean, we, we, we become those very things, you know, and... And as long as as long as you are not aware of what you're speaking, you will become aware of what you're speaking. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because what you're speaking will become who you are. The best way to sum it up. Wow, that's some that's some that's fascinating to me. It's, um, so, okay, we're, we let's talk about the uh, the tree that you 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 talk about. The uh, transforming realities, empowering expectations. I, I was reading about that earlier, and uh, it reminded me of of Buddha. For some reason, Buddha's <laughs> tree of enlightenment, whatever the tree. Uh, have you have you even have you? Because we're talking a lot about spiritual stuff. I know you, your mm -hmm. personal beliefs. You're Christian. Mm -hmm. Have you studied anything of Buddhism or or? Um, in in a lot of in a lot of the 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 statements and the quotes that that um, were said because I I believe in reading you have to know what other people are believing exactly I, I think that that's an important thing and I think that a lot of people close our minds off when we don't understand the language that someone else may be speaking mm -hmm. um, and if I'm able to to internalize what a person is saying. And and, and, and and able to then at that point um, share my beliefs, there's always a place for common ground. Mm. Right. <laughs> there is. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we transform um, and we set our new realities. Okay. And um, when we transform, what we do is that we give ourselves the power to, to accept what it is that that we are becoming so so what i mean by that is um what is real to you may not be real to me i know that sounds crazy yeah um it, and it is because what you have experienced it has become real life to you it's become a reality but my experiences can be completely different and i say that especially when it become when it comes to race i think that um we live in a culture and many times that 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 this culture of people do not understand this culture of people because we've come from two different experiences. So when we're able to understand and identify, and I relate race to the same way that I re relate religion to, when we're able to identify what your message is and what your message is, mm -hmm. and we come together, we find a common ground. Well, that goes to that goes back to what's the the seven. Uh, Habits of Highly Effective People by Steve Covey. Mm -hmm. Seek first to understand, mm -hmm. then to be understood. And that's not that's not really happening a lot in today's world. 
It's not. Nobody. It's, uh, it, it's people are really a lot. A lot of people are stuck on their perspective, and they're not seeking other people's perspective. You know, and I think I think that the underlining reason and the foundational reason to everything that is going on when we talk about race, when we talk about anything, is fear. And fear plays in strongly with this because, especially with race. I don't fear you because a person is white and a person that is white doesn't fear that I am black. They fear that if I understand you, I'll lose my common ground. Wow. I will. I fear that if I then understand you, I will lose all sight of who I am. Self-identity? Self-identity. So because I don't want to lose who I am, I fear even engaging with you. Hmm. So fear, fear is the foundation to everything that we experience, man. I mean, and, and what we don't experience, I, sh- I, sh- I should say, is, is fear. We have a question on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yasmin Young, friend of ours, friend of the Jones Zone podcast. Hey, Yasmin. Friend of ours, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coach Lamont, when did you decide the law of attraction was real? I believe we all have defining moments in our life and wonder what yours might have been. I knew that the law of attraction was real when God said, let there be light and it showed up. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so, so that let me know that when I engage the atmosphere, that whatever I put out in the atmosphere can be drawn back to me because if it worked for God, it worked for me. How old were you? I mean, was this recently? Was this, I mean, when you first heard of it you know it's it's i i believed in the law of attraction before it became the secret the movie and this movement mm-hmm. i mean the law of attraction is already is it's out, in the bible exists. It's, it's biblical a lot of those principles are biblical mm-hmm. principles right you know um jesus has a conversation when he's talking to um one of the top leaders one of the top generals and um he's and he's on on his course and the general um stops jesus and his, um, oh my gosh, his son or his daughter. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know the Bible, y'all. I believe it's his son. His son is sick. And, and Jesus says to him, you know, let's go. Let's go and I'll heal him. And, and, then, and then he stops him and says, no. He says, you, you don't have to come under my roof because he knew that he wasn't a man of, of, of great. He was a man of sin. And he says, I won't, I won't allow you to come under my roof. He says, but I understand the power of, of command. I tell one of my soldiers to go and he goes. I tell one of my soldiers to come and he comes. He says, so all you need to do, Jesus, is send the word. Send the word. And when the word goes, I know that it hits my household and it hits my child. And it hits my child's understanding that they are healed. So then Jesus does just that. And while the man is on his way, a servant comes to him and says that your child is healed. So that's when I knew then that the law of attraction was real. All, and, and it goes right back to what I was talking about with the words. What, whatever I speak into the atmosphere, trust me, the, atm- the atmosphere does not want to release what is rightfully yours. The atmosphere does not want to release what you're capable of becoming because we have agents that are working against you. No, I mean, and, and, and when, when I speak into the atmosphere and I say to the atmosphere, I am great. I am determined. I am prosperous. I'm, I'm, I'm prosperous. I walk in prosperity. When, when I do that and when I, when I release those words into the atmosphere, those words become who I am. Hmm. 
We lost your live. We lost my live, yeah. <laughs> Let me go back. Probably because I was speaking into the atmosphere and you, I was saying yeah. some things. Facebook wasn't ready for and, that. For and, that. And there are some powers up there that hate to hear what I'm saying right now. All right, we're back. Hold on a second. All right, we're back. And we're going to do a lightning round. We're already at like 45 minutes, man. We're bringing Oh, wow. Yeah, man. I didn't like, know we were talking that long. Man, I'll tell you what. So, um,. All right, lightning, lightning round. Lightning, lightning round. round. I'm going to ask right, you a series. Like this is like Jeopardy or we're something. Gonna, we're going to ask you a series of questions. First answer that comes to your mind. I want okay. I want the answer. Got it. Favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Oh, man. Now or, or a long time? Lightning round. Lightning round. Favorite lightning TV round. show? Oh, favorite TV Don't show. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Oh, I got, got to overthink it. <laughs> He's cracking. Time out on lightning He's round. Cracking. He's cracking under pressure. Okay, now wait a second. Are we talking comedy or drama? I mean, what are we? What? Okay, favorite TV show. All right. You asked me my favorite TV show, I got an answer. Okay, Boom. honestly, honestly, right now, my favorite TV show is The Office. Okay, great. I'm Good digging show. The Office, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't my favorite TV show three years ago. Okay, cool. But right now. Okay, favorite, the moment. favorite okay. movie. Favorite movie? Um, favorite movie, favorite movie, favorite movie, favorite movie. I can't stand you, Brian. Um, <laughs> favorite movie? There are so many. Um, the movie of my life. Movie of your life. Yes. It's written, directed, and produced by me. Okay. So, so your life. Your life. That was so deep. Was, <laughs> I was like, that was a deep answer. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> because I couldn't think of what my favorite movie was. <laughs> favorite book? The Bible. The Bible. Favorite mentor? Or Dr. Miles Monroe. Dr. Miles Monroe. Slash my wife. Slash your wife. Favorite food? Um, pizza. Favorite memory as a child? I just thought, I just my thought of that, by the way. As a child, yeah. Um, sitting in my living room in Detroit, Michigan, interviewing three stuffed animals because I wanted a talk show. Wow. So you are from the D. Yep. Born and raised. What part of Detroit? Northwest side. Okay, I'm right from Eight Mile. You're from Eight Mile. Yeah, me and Eminem were like we shared a trailer. I'm just I kidding. Right off the of Seven Mile. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm I just kidding. I know you wasn't from Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have already sensed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Coach Lamont, man. It, it, man, it was such an honor to talk with you. I thank you for coming on the Jones Zone. Man, uh, it please. sucks that Chris wasn't here to to partake, but you know he has uh, he had uh, life happens sometimes, yeah, life and, happens. and he, kids have to at spring break. But uh, real quick, let's do a quick rundown: who you are, how can people reach you, and what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, so I'm Coach Lamont. You can reach me on social media at Coach Lamont. And Lamont is L A M O N T E. Remember that E, you'll get somebody else who is an imposter. <laughs> um, CoachLamont.com, um, that's my website. Um, I have some cool things that are um, happening, and you can catch me every morning, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. on morning break, WBTV Channel 3. There we go. Coach, appreciate your time. Thanks my for coming man. on the Jones Thank Zone, you brother. For- Thank you for having me up in this hot, this <laughs> hot studio. Have brother sweat. <laughs> chocolate. There we go. And Coach. Thank you, man. Oh, that was great, man. Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone Podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.